1: This is Bruce. This is John. This is Trav. This is Pixie.
0: Welcome to the Tri-Tac Games podcast. Your podcast of planning a great vacation without the kids because they've been sent somewhere over the rainbow. Mr. Carter, Mr. Carter. <laughs> what? Where? When?
2: Talk about taking your class field trip to a whole new level.
0: <laughs> exactly, welcome to the Tritech Games podcast. We are talking about fringeworthy, and we are returning to something that we spoke about earlier, but now we're going to talk about it in detail, and that is what do you do with those fringe born? What do you do mm-hmm. with those kids that either are discovered to be fringeworthy or are the children of Fringeworthy explorers or, or anybody who can go through the portal who is who is uh, capable of carrying offspring and is pregnant, their children become Fringeworthy. And they grow up. And what happens then? John's running this. So, John?
1: We, we did bring up a system. We should probably mention our three go-to systems, which is uh, D20OGL slash Pathfinder. Yes. Savage Worlds and Fate. Um, they're more or less the go-to worlds. I would say Fate Core because you want to have skills, um, not Fate, not Fate Accelerated. Uh, though you could do a one-off Fate Accelerated. Uh, I also mentioned a more recent game, Tales from the Loop, which is actually designed to play angsty teenagers.
2: There you go.
1: Yeah. So it's a uh, it, it's uh, but for, uh, basically Tales from the Loop is a bit. Um, it's a bit stranger things in, in its tone, but you know, Hey, you can always, you can hack anything to make it more, make it less stranger things and more fringeworthy. worthy. So those are possibility. Uh, Trav, what are the limitations for kids who are playing? Or if you can play kids in Pathfinder or D20.
3: All right. Um, and you put the link in, in our notes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, excuse me. If you want to deal with Pathfinder slash OGL, There is the D20PFSRD.com site, and there is a link there for playing young characters. Now, if you have the book Ultimate Campaign, which has the kingdom-building rules and how to do your character's downtime, it also has stuff for young characters, where you are starting off in this fringe teen age group. And... (laughs) In the same way an adult character gains adjustment to her ability scores as she reaches middle, old, and venerable age, a young character occupies a new pre-adult age category and therefore has altered physical ability scores, though the vigor of youth does grant a benefit. You gain a plus two bonus to dex and a minus two penalty to strength, con, and wisdom. Uh, young character's potential intelligence and awkwardness are represented by only having the skill ranks of a first-level character rather than taking an, an inter-charisma hit. Um... And let's see, you get the the NPC classes, so adept, aristocrat, commoner, expert, or warrior, yeah. and then you can train them out once you hit first level, and you're an adult. It's like, oh, now I'm, you know, I'm out of that age. I'm going to train those levels of warrior into fighter. So
1: yeah, yeah. Now, what would the modern versions of those uh, classes be? Would you know?
3: Oh, let me. Um, there is a
2: modern fighter.
3: Well, but there's. I, well, let me get the PDF known as Modern Adventures, made by mm-hmm. Panic Productions. Our good TriTech podcast buddy, Doctor Nick Palmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, as I said, Panic Productions, and I believe he did also Caravan, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. We were adventuring in Mesopotamia, but he made Modern Adventures. So let me bring that up real quick. Talk amongst yourselves here for a second. We'll do the coffee talk thing here. Um, Greco-Roman architecture influencing modern architecture. Talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) All right. Modern adventures. Yes. the, The classes that would be equivalent for NPC. Celebrity, commoner, expert, and warrior. Okay. Now, the celebrity's kind of like a low-level bard, it's just, and I mean, you could even be someone like, let me throw names out here, even then I'm dating myself, Nicole Richie or Cato Kalin or the Cardassians, people who are just even famous for just for being famous. Yeah. Commoner Expert and Warrior, they're just modern versions of the ones I mentioned from the SRD and so you would start off on one of those four you might be a child celebrity you could be a child star or like
1: uh, actually trap think about it you know, the first fringe born you know, we're talking like two years from you know, remember we said about french riddle you you are now the new rock stars yeah they're kind of they're kind of they the same regard as rock stars and sports so waylay waylay Wei- and jason and and gordon Conrad have jason He's he's the um what's his name um uh, oh, uh Zappa's kid
3: Oh Moon unit. or Moon Unit or Ahmet
1: Yeah Yeah. but yeah the the, the he's he, he's basically So, which means he's in the, he's he, his every moves on earth on on earth prime is going to be uh, under under the under the microscope
3: Oh yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah And she goes I'm already married Thank you I li- I- Oh yes Oh you're right <laughs> Arranged marriages <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With, the, with the mistaken belief just that he'll, The hill sire more fringe worthy
2: Just one microscope <laughs> More like oh. every microscope in the universe is pointed at him.
1: Yeah. So so yeah, celebrity is definitely a, a, a possibility for a character class for these for for the first for the early fringe born. Well let me As, let me
3: read uh, let me read the blurb they have for and it's on page ninety-nine of modern adventures. Celebrity. In the twenty-first century, membership in the upper echelon of society is determined by the wealth and fame instead of hereditary titles. The celebrity class modifies and replaces the aristocrat the, the aristocrat NPC class. You add pilot all the list of skills. You remove the martial weapon proficiencies and arm proficiencies. Uh, then you have fame and fortune. Subtract the characters' total celebrity levels from attempts to DC to recognize them using knowledge pop culture. Stacks with abilities from other classes and fortune. Add the total character celebrity levels as a bonus to profession checks. So, yeah, you... Because you are... A lot of these kids probably would have at least one level in celebrity because of Mm -hmm. the fact they're all famous on Earth Prime. They've all, it's like, boom, you are now the first to study across
2: worlds. If, if, if if for no other reason than the fact that one, that, uh, let's go with Jason again. He is famous if for no other reason than both his parents are. are, are.
3: Oh, yeah. Team oh, yeah. One, they are the most recognized people on the planet.
2: And, and as other. I said,
3: we, ha- we have this new one, Dimitri, that John made for the Savage World's Fringeworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give a Reader's Digest version of Dimitri who he is? For our uh, listeners who may not know this new Team One member.
1: Dimitri, Dim- Dim- I mean, you get his uh, uh, full name, but I- I'll give you the, the, the brief thing this, about Dimitri. Dim- 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 yeah, Dimitri, uh, he basically was found to be fringeworthy really in Russia. Um he moved his family to Alice Springs because well, Dimitri was in the mob. <laughs> well, wasn't he like an artist and married a
3: Russian mobster's daughter? Yes. But you know, yeah, you
1: marry you marry the mob, you're in the mob.
3: Oh yeah, but I mean he was <laughs> not a criminal. He was an artist who just married, well, for him the right person, but it ended up being the wrong person.
1: Yeah, and he ended up moving his whole family to. But even though his his grand his father his father in law does come for visits, and of course you know, director um, director General Borodin has you know will look at, at his at his at his father in law and go, mm, "Bosh and
0: uh, <laughs> it's like in Soviet
3: Russia I killed you yesterday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: But it's
2: but it's he's one of those things. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things. Just mm-hmm. waiting mm-hmm. for him to make that mistake.
1: Yes, yes,
3: and Borden yeah. will be on him like white on rice. Just it won't be pretty. Yeah, but, but Dimitri, yeah. he was just like an artist. It's I mean, he probably. Rice. Oh
2: yeah. Again, yeah. thank you.
1: Yeah, he yeah he got married and he married into the mob and he's kind of uh, sort of kind of regretting it, but yeah, he's he's living with it. Yeah, you know, he's. <laughs> He, he's uh he's a good guy. I mean, he is an artist. Uh, he did, you know uh, he d- he did the mandatory mil- military in, in Russia, so he didn't know how to use a gun and and fight. so that was that was nice. Uh, oh. made it easier for him. Yeah. But yeah, he's pretty much an artist. Uh, he was kind of a starving artist when he got married in the mob and suddenly he was no longer starving. yeah, he also asked to do thing, do special favors for you know his in law uh, on occasion. Uh, his father-in-law is like the uh, head of the head of this one mob family. <laughs> he married a princess.
3: Yeah, for,
2: for him. <laughs> so when they what was the, it? for him, he married the person he loved. She just happened to be part of a bad crowd. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Well, the thing is, is is from what John told us. As I said, he told us about this character a couple years ago. Basically, yeah. Dimitri said, "Yeah, I'll come along. I'll do this. You get my wife and child out of there." They are under constant protection. And of course, once Borden heard of it, he's like, no problem, come with me. I've got a job for you.
1: Yeah. And they're on Alice, they're in Alice Springs, or in Australia. Uh they're probably they, they they're probably have people who, you know, keep track of them. Make yeah. sure they, you know, they don't they don't disappear. But then again, you know, everyone knows what who here's the thing. They're so public, it's hard for them to disappear because the second they disappear, everyone knows who took them. Oh yeah. At least they suppose they know who took them. You never know. It could be a opposite uh, one of the uh, other mob families grabbed yeah, them. But.
3: Oh yeah, but let's face <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. So basically Dimitri's wife and child, it's kind of a gilded cage situation. Yeah. But Dimitri that, that's who this new member of Team One is mm-hmm. made specifically for Savage World's Fringeworthy. It's sort of a retcon mm-hmm. that John mm-hmm. did. So yeah, yes. he would be. So this child, let's say the the Dmitri's child, uh, son or daughter. Have you made that out yet?
1: I can't remember where it was, and he's buried somewhere in my role. It's buried somewhere in my in my in my in my collection of characters. So let, Sorry. let's
3: say besides Jason Conrad, Dimitri's child is also fringe worthy. That they have that quantum let's, signature.
2: Let's say. Uh, hmm. Let, yeah. Let's say it's, let's say it's another little girl for father-in-law to do on. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we have,
3: so we have the son of a bicycle messenger and a Chinese fisherman's daughter. Yep. <laughs> and we have the granddaughter mm-hmm. of a Russian mobster. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get introduced to the multiverse. Yeah, I'm half tempted to run this damn campaign just to see how this would play out. Um,
1: and don't forget, and don't forget, there's that kid that was found on on British Empire Earth. He's been he's being sent over, and then the, you know maybe there's a Mongolian who's who's basically showing up because remember one of the things I, I ran ran my game was that one of the fringe really that it was initially discovered was the Khan's daughter. Yes. And she may have gotten married, and she has a kid, and yeah. so you have this group I'm of people
2: agreeing. who. Uh, I, I'm agreeing with Trev. This makes the, the, the thing we run.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have this. I mean, basically, you have it's you know, even just four characters, and there's four characters right there, who basically are you're looking at going okay, of them all, the the person who's probably the 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 who's the most pampered. It's probably not the princess. It's probably Gordon Conrad's kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, because the way Chinese dote do- do on children, on ch- it's cultural. They do dote oh, do yes. on boy child, yes. boy Charles. So he's probably the, the most pampered kid of the bunch. You know, the rest of them are kind of, oh, well, it's not problem. The father is okay. You know, grandpa is very nice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> meanwhile the princess is probably the one with the most knowledge of how the world really works
1: yeah yeah yeah. because the con the uh, the con's daughter probably sent her to school on uh, either Earth Prime or Victorian Prime or probably both yeah you know she, she grew up with nannies with mom visiting her every so often that's how it works sometimes for some cultures we were talking about this earlier about you know of 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 the of the of the two parents and parent to be uh would you let your kids at twelve years old go running around the fringe paths? I think the word was hell no <laughs> <laughs>
3: well because okay a- as we've already said, the professor is about to pop out a little student of her own sometime in the next few months yeah um- Rosie, being an expectant parent hmm yeah, would you want your kids to be gone for weeks or months at a time where you had no contact with them whatsoever?
2: I usually add a certain euphemism to the front of this, but is you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and of uh. course,
3: I have, you know, my daughter Michelle, and Bruce has his son Eric. Yeah, I I'm, I'm my daughter's possibly going to be moving to Texas, and that's going to bug the heck out of me. And here it is, my daughter would be on another world entirely. Oh, wait, I kind of do have that. And remember, I'm kind of the basis in Portals 4 for Jack Schmidt. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) But, yeah, I would just be like, okay, I have no contact with my child. I don't know what's happening to them. Mm -hmm. They're possibly, you know, fringe pirates. They could be mellow out there. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I would be like... You
2: would want
3: me... Yeah, so...
2: You, You would want me... On something,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> but also, don't otherwise forget, that will be on you. So yeah. un- unless your kid was born with the signature, you would be fringe worthy, uh, Josie. You would be fringe worthy. You'd be able to go out and visit your kid if you really are that anxious. Yeah. take leave and go visit him. If yeah. Trav is just the muggle father, ah, he's kind of screwed.
3: Well, no, well Jack Schmidt. <laughs> that's the thing. See, Jack Schmidt was fringe worthy, and they found out. Yeah, Shelley was
2: too. But, which is why I, I'm saying. Uh, which is why I had this in my brain earlier when we were talking about pregnant woman going through the portal. It's like, I'm really glad this isn't actually a thing because I'm really curious enough to find out if I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then again, we are talking twel- tw- 12-ish. Yeah.
1: So
2: getting out of grade school, they're probably wanting to get out from mommy's. Oh, Area anyway,
1: but just remember that they're not getting out of school. That's the problem. In fact, they're they're
2: they're they're getting towards that teenager (laughs) phase.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, you know, yes, they get to travel all these worlds, but remember, they're they're more or less getting year-round schooling at this point. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. So, but but they they may but. Mm-hmm. yeah but they may spend some time on the world like I, I mentioned you know 15 20 years in the future they may be going to eaton there'll be eaton's boys school and hey eaton's girl school in on british empire on british empire earth you know there's no girl school but you know in at, 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 in the equivalent time period but you know hey 20 years in the, 15 years in the future maybe they understand yeah we got to teach our girls how to be smart and not just do homework and you know, yeah. you know like Weaving and so you know, sewing Hi. and so forth, so there may be an Eton girls' school, and you can have you know not all adventures have to be about fighting things and so forth. Like I said, one adventure could be it's the spring cotillion, and you're dealing with kids who know how to dance these dances, and you and if you have a well-balanced team where you know you got two boys and two girls. That right. you know, the Brit, the Brit kid may want to ask the the Mongolian princess out for the dance, and <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's an adventure all by itself. It's, you know, especially if you if you actually are playing with kids rather than adults playing kids. If you got kids playing kids, and you throw this at them, going, wait, it's a dance. Yeah, they want you. to You're, you're expected to go. It's not. It, 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 you can't say no. It's mandatory you're going to this cotillion and you must pick a pick a partner from the gr- from the girls' school. <laughs> and, and, that, you can,
2: and there's always gonna be that one person that goes, I don't dance. <laughs>
1: well
3: and then and then, and Josie. <laughs> then there's gonna be the reply from Kevin Hart's dad. You're gonna learn today.
1: <laughs> well actually more correctly, oh you don't dance. Well, we have lessons for that. Uh, yeah. madam, uh, madam, can you take care of this young man? <laughs> and in comes this French woman. Oh, we, oui, I can take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she Wasn't was she make wax figures? <laughs> There's more than one Tussauds. Oh, okay, all right. it, it, first thing to pop my head, too. Yeah, okay.
2: yeah, but it, it's more like it's that's my general reaction. Wait, formal dance formal sounding dance? Oh, yeah. No. I'll take the spiders first.
3: <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. And Demixi Prime is in what direction? <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: or or the was the other venture I came up with that kids can get themselves into. I mean, this is something that, the, you know, hey, they're on, they're on Pax Romana. They're either in Londinium or they're, hey, they're in Rome. And the bass are co-ed. Oh, and boy. And you get a bunch of teenage boys. What do you think they're gonna to try to do? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trouble yeah, is but they good. don't yeah. but. but they don't realize it's, it's it's all ages. So yeah, they'll be the young women they want to look at as well as their mothers and their grandmothers. And yeah. but that does bring the question of what kind of adventures would these people these kids going on to, I mean, besides going to school, which can kind of be handled, you know, quick, you know, 15 minutes, <laughs> Here, here's here's your lessons and so forth. <laughs> That's Here's true. The, thing.
2: The, the the year-round schooling aspect of this. Mm-hmm. Why does what what's to say that starts the year-round schooling aspect? Why not do year-round schooling from the start? They're already mm-hmm. used to doing it, and yeah. they've learned a lot more.
1: Oh yeah, I'm going to assume that from age five on up, they've never been out of school or out of learning experiences.
2: Maybe, maybe like holiday breaks and whatnot, but otherwise. Yeah. They're in school most of the time.
3: Well, yeah, folks, you got to remember, with how we have our school here in America, where we get June, July, and August off, it's been proven. And my Mm -hmm. first wife, Shelly's mother, Mm -hmm. is a high school teacher. She has been now for like 20 years. You spend the first six weeks of the school year basically reteaching the kids everything they willfully forgot over the summer, because it's summer. The last thing we wanted to do was deal with anything that involves schoolwork, so you got to reteach them for the first six weeks of the school year. Yeah. Year-round schooling, you would learn a lot more because you don't have to sit there and rehash over. Well, if you do it in a comprehensive way, you're keeping and, that old material fresh. Yeah. And
2: they would. This would be something that UNETA.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: This would be something that UNETA would do. Comprehensive schooling Oh, Oh, you know
3: full well that United would look at And I'm not bashing American school teachers But the school system
2: The teachers, it is not the teachers' fault I know that Yes, but I'm
3: just saying United would sit there and say Okay, we're doing this for Earth Prime's kids They would look at the American school system And just go, "No." no Anything but
1: yeah, and but they, they would look at one of the better school system. Everyone says Japan, but I, I have enough experience with Japanese schools from from Japanese friends uh, <laughs> that they, it's it, they're good, but they're you know they do also have the problem of uh, in some schools a lot of rote teaching. Same thing for China, but there are some schools which are some school systems out there in other countries which are really good. There's a couple of European ones that are kind of held up like the French. Uh, you do have breaks, yeah. You know, you know, you know, one or two weeks. You know, you, you know, you, you, they realize everyone has, you know, has to have some some time off to at least let you know, the brain rest. Yeah, but not right. long enough that the kids will forget.
3: Well, I do like also. I've heard three weeks on, one week off. Mm-hmm. I've heard that one too.
1: There's, there's various schools, but yeah, these kids would be gone. From- that
2: would probably be that. That would probably be something they'd probably want to do.
1: Yeah. At initially, it would be a kind of a tutor situation because you're going to have like one, two, maybe three in the early years. So they're on each world and that's more or less a tutor uh, <laughs> and or going to other schools. So maybe, you know, for all we know, Waylay ends up taking taking uh, little Jason when he hits five to France, you know, just so he can start learning there. Yeah, I was or- going to
3: say, did the, the, the
1: German school
3: system <laughs> Remember, I took high school German, and we were told stories of how there are some German students who, the schools, the school structure and how they learn, and it's comprehensive there. You got kids having nervous breakdowns, 12, 13, 14. Mm-hmm. They end up in, in the loony bin because just the stress. So United would have to find a happy medium. Definitely yeah. not the American school system, but not something oh, my God, so stringent like German or Japanese. They're going to mm. have to find some type of happy medium where all the kids from all over the world will be able to learn and not have to drop out because they crack under the pressure of the schooling.
1: Well, there'll still be pressure. I mean, I'm not going to... Oh, gr- yeah,
3: but I mean, you don't, want, you don't yeah. want how the American system is, which, again, and the German system where you
1: have kids having nervous breakdowns. And United Japanese, have Japanese to, where kids are committing suicide.
3: Right. Exactly. We don't want that. Need, <laughs> United would have to find some way, and this—I'm sure—that United has some type of in the massive flow chart and fringe of the yeah. D twenty mm-hmm. some bureau in United within that massive pan agency for education, like a health and human services type sub bureau that deals with schooling. <laughs> Yeah, devise the perfect school system to do this for these fringe-born. And then, okay, this is what Earth Prime does. Then the Khan would have to come up with his to teach his kids. And the Erders and the Norlanders and the Pax Romana. And, of course, the Victorians are just going to alter oh. the boys' school and girls' school for
1: actually, you know, actually, their purpose. Actually, Trav, they don't have to do anything because they do have something. Already in the United Nations, UNESCO...
2: Oh yeah. It's it's it's
1: not <laughs> you have to do anything. It's well the, the superior in that they already have the connections to all the people you need to talk to about setting this well, up. It's,
2: well, they at least would have the foundation already. Yeah. So you would need to build on that and mm-hmm. create something that's a bit more effective.
1: Yeah, and the way the United Nations likes to compartmentalize things, they may actually say, yeah, education should belong to UNESCO.
2: Especially while the kids are younger. Educational games. If you take it in a slightly different direction, like a new version of this particular thing, the the Civilization series. Mm -hmm. Imagine learning initially learning about these other worlds Within the context of a civilization game.
1: Okay. Like, Heck, I, w- I wouldn't put Pest Admirer to actually come out with a civil civ game that actually has all the worlds Prince, on it. Prince, they, Prince,
3: okay. Civilization. So, yeah. Yeah. I did find the agency in charge of that would be IESCO, Interdimensional Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. They yep. would be, I had to look on Fringe of the D20. They they're would probably, be the ones in charge of okay, we need to get the perfect educational system for our fringe. Yeah,
1: they'll say perfect, they'll have the best, but they won't have the perfect, because it will never be perfect.
3: But they would have to (laughs) come up with something, okay, we can't use this system, we can't use this system, okay, we found, like, the, the best five educational systems on the planet. Let's throw together, find out what's good and bad out of these five, and put it together, and Form yeah. it into a cohesive whole to teach our kids. I think
2: that. we pretty much have the unanimous agreement the American school system oh, yeah. be thrown out first thing.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, but this would be the foundations of the, of the Fringe Academy. I'll use your yes. quotes around that. Yeah. It may actually have a totally different name, but everyone will call it the Fringe Academy. Right, exactly, yeah. Well,
2: what? Because you're... It, <laughs> basically, it would be seen like a military academy for going out on the french pass. Yeah. So, yeah. It <laughs> to your average person. Okay. Yeah.
1: Talk to about, people it, yeah.
2: Or, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm 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 talking about Mr.
3: Me. Mrs. Joe America.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It,
3: well, no, I think, I think it's been pretty much, I, in the fringe canon, Josie, I think it would have been pretty much put out, they are explorers first. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are certain aspects that are devoted entirely to military, but that's because, let's face it, we need but, to protect our explorers. But
2: yeah. it would still be, uh, you you can explain it as it all you want. There's still going to be people that...
3: Well, yeah, you're going to have it, those... Thin, You're going to have those thin-minded people who just see it. Oh, you're teaching my kid to be a a soldier out there on the fringe path. You're going to have people with that type of mindset.
2: But the majority
3: on Earth Prime would see, oh, you're teaching my kid science and diplomacy and culture and history and interaction with other races. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, actually, that may not be incorrect, especially after you hit 13 or 14. Then that's when you start finding out what people are are not only what they're good at, what they kind of want to do. And yeah, that's take, when you, yeah, you then need, that's when you have aptitude tests, yeah. Th- and that's where you get the kids who are well, let's, say, let's be, be blunt. Their mindsets are best for well-being in fringe being in the fringe division.
2: I'm gonna throw and,
1: out a and security. They basically become soldiers.
2: Gonna, I'm gonna throw out a reference here.
1: Yeah. It's the goat? what?
2: The, the goat from the Fallout series. Three. But, uh, but yeah, no, I I do not, I may not like the series, but I've watched Steve go through it enough times. Sen.
1: Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, what's... Sven, okay, yeah.
3: yeah
2: so I, I've watched Sun go through it enough times. It is basically an aptitude test.
1: Friends, U, yeah, friends, university, yes, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You totally do that just to get the giggles,
1: yeah, except it doesn't translate to all languages, but hey, okay, you know, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> but at least, oh, the- it
3: will once you go through a portal, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah. So yes, you run you run into this, and in the academy, it's probably broken up into different levels. You have the just uh, call it kindergarten to middle school section, where basically the kids. You may actually have kids from other worlds here, or you know, because in the early years, it behooves people like the Mongols and the to send their fringe worthy kids to either Earth or or Victorian Earth, yeah, for schooling. Uh, and between the two, between Victorian Earth and Earth Prime, there probably would be, it'd be a, mix, a mixed media type school, not mixed media, um, a mixed culture school, because the, the Brits want to do it too. And, you know, instead of make, make making a different set of wheels, just make the same set of wheels. And, yeah, hey, you know what? We're only two p- platforms over. You can send your kids over here during, during, during one month, especially during the early years, where – you know the portals are shut down during the wintertime because we don't have we only have the one portal open, Hatsumi. Yeah, and yeah, we'll send the kids over to to, uh, to the Congo and then therefore up to London and then they go to schools there during during that that time. And then they come back during during the summer months for schools back on on, on uh, Earth Prime to be that kind. oh yeah yeah play with dinosaurs. Finding the lost Roman city with the white apes. But anyway, that's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, <I'm- laughs>
3: well, you got to remember because Unita and Teus, they're partners. They're not like one is not subordinate to the other. The Victorians were only out on the fringe path six months before Unita got out there. They are equal. So, yeah, they would have a total back and forth agreement with Oh yeah, so fringe born will be over there in in your be teaching in your, your Alice Springs there on your penal colony and Yeah. <laughs> and then meanwhile the the urters will be like, Yeah, we'll be over there doing high tea every day. Yeah, you know, these kids yeah. will be like Really, give me some Pepsi. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. The kids would get the, you know, which means, you know, actually, at the end of the Congo, that means they're they're speaking Congolese. So they're probably yeah. not going to London. They're going they're they're going to school in in the, um, not not uh, Leopoldville. It actually has the proper name because they got liberated. Whatever the name of the capital city is, that's of, of, of the of the Congo of the Congo pro, um, Protectorate. They'll be going there for school, and that's where the fringe camis. Oh, well, I'm at.
3: sure that they would have a choice. They would have a trip up to London just to be come on. To to even for learning, they would still want to go to Victorian well, it wouldn't be Victorian London by then. Be
1: what Edwardian. is it?
3: Edwardian London. Still, that's a heck of a history lesson. They would do that anyways. They wouldn't be that's schooling weird. up there, but it'd be a hell of a field trip.
1: And they'd be on going on airships. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And of course, there'd be stories of this uh, of this rogue vessel out there sinking warships. We don't know who it is, you know, because remember, we did say that there is a large, empty pe- sub pen in the underwater ba- uh, Victorian base. Yes. Someone took a sub out, which means he's fringe worthy. He may may or may not be from that world. You know, I'm, I'm saying he is uh, myself, but, uh, you know, some unnamed Indian prince.
3: Ah, uh, Prince of Dakar. Yes, I, I don't <laughs> speak. Yes. Yeah, uh, but it's not the one that they portrayed in L X G. Or you're in trouble.
1: No. Yeah, but yeah, but yes, it, they, it, they would be definitely. Yeah, going up to London, uh, they probably would need some translators because not every kid will be speaking uh, English. Yeah, if you if you are truly getting everyone from everywhere, you'll have kids who will be speaking Urdu. Uh, yeah, kids speaking Russian, Chinese, Japanese. Uh, none of them had none. None of their first languages. So yeah, it, it, the 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 fringe academy is probably set up. If it's not in uh, in the capital city of the protectorate, it's definitely set up in County Greystone. Yeah, <laughs> and they get to be, work with you know, and look and walk around and meet Lady Jane uh, and his mother, or, uh, the count's mother, and look at the portrait of his father in his loincloth. Yeah. And and, um, and and the I white lion complain. and and the white lion that hamstrung him.
3: And I can't believe I'm trying to remember the name. Uh, Carrots drove
1: Shropshire. Yes, that yes, a, a a Congolese. Yes. He, he, he goes back two generations. His father was his grandfather. I believe was I think it was his grandfather, great grandfather was a was a British explorer. Yeah. Married a local and had kids.
3: Yes. I was trying to remember that name because that was the character when the three of us <laughs> met at Rich's wedding. That I believe Eric was playing mm-hmm. Cosgrove. Yeah. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, yeah, you know, the both of them were French worthy, and I think Bruce came up with the story that they basically uh, th- there's a key and 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 one of the um, one of the uh, um, uh, shaman or witch doctors, shaman, same difference. Um, uh, we let the kids play with them and that's how and that may be one reason why they are fringe worthy or maybe they were born fringe worthy but the thing is they both were fringe worthy which is really really unique and unlikely so it's maybe they were attenuated so it's quite possible that both those kids were attenuated and they probably are the first fringe born in that case <laughs> But anyway, that's that's a different that's another story. And you know we can always say there's old stories of people disappearing or coming out of this cave system that are weird. <laughs> you know where the where the um, yeah. their portal is. But anyway, we have the fringe academy. We have these fringe academies, and it's middle. It's, you have a middle school middle school section, kindergarten to middle school. Then you have the high school section, which is going to be from what twelve.
3: 12 yeah. to 15, yeah. First year, yeah, the first two years are the kindergarten, middle school section that you just talked about. Yeah, first I would tier. say 12 to 15 is your... Junior high? Junior high and high school, yeah. And yeah, that's and where that, you're, you're constantly on the road going from world to world.
1: When you hit 16 and above, I guess, uh, like we mentioned, on some worlds, 16, you're adult.
3: Yeah, age of majority in a lot of these worlds would be 16. That, that may... It-
1: 16,
2: I think, is usually.
3: And I think even in one or two states here in the union, is 16 is the age of majority. Because here in Michigan, it's 17. The age mm-hmm. of majority, or age of age of majority is 18. There's a few southern states, I think, have 16 or 17, you're considered an adult. Yeah. It's of... Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. It,
1: and yeah, you know, with that group, you have the 16 to say 18 or even 20. Uh, more of an apprenticeship than anything else. Yeah. You know, you're, you're basically you're going out with teams. You're being assigned to teams as the intern, and you're going out there with teams, and you're learning. So that would be a totally different set of adventures. Yeah. Instead of being a bunch of kids, you're the young kid. You, you know, you're the youngin with a bunch of grizzled veterans.
2: Yeah. I think sixteen sounds like a good point, like good age to do that. At.
1: Yeah, at the, at, yeah, and there's other training too because no, you're not always going to be out on the uh, with, uh, interning with a team. You're also going to be taking advanced classes and things. As we said, you know, you start figuring out what you're good at, right. uh, And that's where you start taking the advanced classes and you start learning. But that's kind of outside again. That's being an adult.
2: they'd be figuring, they'd be figuring out what they're good at. While they're
1: uh, in high school, in it, junior high,
2: in the 12 to 15 range, yeah, it, that's they're out in other worlds, mm-hmm. they may find something they're particularly good at. Yeah, um,
3: by, by the time they hit 16, it's like, okay, we know that this person here is
1: a crack shot,
3: yeah, we're putting him in the military and putting him through sniper training, and this one here is good in logistics. She knows numbers, she knows how to track movements. Fine, she's going to be in let's see, and I have it here
2: Oh yay, attack Oh, uh,
3: so, uh, transport. IDTT
1: Yeah. Intermental and, transport. And they look at Jason and said, and this kid has been able to, has got so many demerits for, for all his various schemes he's run we're putting him in the diplomatic corps
3: Exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: He oh, could that's convince
2: something. anyone of anything, he could sell uh, he could sell sand in the desert.
1: And oh, you you know Gordon be saying behind, you know, Gordon be saying behind him going, that's my son.
3: Well, you know, <laughs> okay, let's just take a look at here what Jason Conrad is. Her mother, his mother is the daughter of a Chinese fisherman, so there's business. Acumen, right there. Plus, Mm -hmm. a psionic with telepathic and empathic powers. Yep. The father is a bicycle messenger in one of the biggest cities in the world, where you need to be street savvy to
1: survive. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where his home is. Because remember, we did say a tree grows in Brooklyn. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Oh, uh, took over the lot and everything. Uh,
3: <laughs> but no, I would see um, I would see Jason Conrad definitely in the diplomatic core, partly mm-hmm. because of his father's street savvy and mother and partly because of the mother's business acumen as well as the telepathic and empathic powers. He would yeah. make the perfect diplomat because he could go high society, low society, mm-hmm. be at the the formal ball, and then be dealing with a back alley black marketeer the next night.
1: Especially with his powers of empathy, telepathy, and disguise. Yeah, that's uh, what I
3: mean. He could go yeah. from high to low society in the matter of hours. Yep. Go from a tuxedo to, you know, street leather, you
1: know. Oh God, yes, and he probably knows how to ride motorcycles, bicycles, like no one's business. Oh Maybe. no,
3: weaving in and out of you know, <laughs> it's like the the line for Beck, weave through traffic like an ambulance driver. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, Does it have two wheels?
3: Yeah, bu- then
1: he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. If, if if this was Savage Worlds, I, I I I could justify giving him the Ace Edge, which means he gets plus two in all driving skills.
3: Yeah. He would get vehicle expert
1: mm-hmm.
3: in uh, OGL or I would give him the acrobatic feat, which gives you a plus two in acrobatics and fly because in order to ride a bicycle, mm-hmm. acrobatics has taken over the balance skill.
1: Yeah, we did talk about OGL. We did talk about rules. So we didn't we didn't hit the other two, which is severage rolls and Fate uh for sarah's worlds there's a hindrance called the young hindrance yeah that's for ki- characters 8 to 12 so if you're making a 12 year old technically they should have should take the young hindrance yeah which means they start with only three attribute points and 10 skill points but they get an extra Benny. It, yeah you know, it's a major edge so you do actually will get you can actually buy another edge so yes you're you're quite correct thank you for yeah, and I did some uh, some talking with the folks over with the in the Fate uh, Fate group on Google Plus about playing kids. And say pretty much, uh, you could justify only letting you have a plus three skill because they're kids. But for the most part, um, just stream like regular characters, they just simply have a trouble of being a young kid. And that way they get compelled and get a lot of fate points for being a young kid. Yeah, at that point. So with fate, the, 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 the fate has the least amount of restrictions on on your player other than taking some aspect that reflects that you are a young, young person, a teenager or, or, or a young teen. Uh, and that's and you typically would be a trouble. And that gets compelled a lot. Yeah, you also can use it to your advantage being a kid. You know, just because it's a trouble doesn't mean it's a bad thing, because you, you can use being a kid to get around people sometimes. You know, the, you know, so that's uh, so Fate um, pretty much has that covered. So it's, above all, all that's, it's simply writing on your character sheet, I'm a young, fringe-worthy. And you got covered at that point. <laughs> Um, uh, and tales of the loop, as I mentioned, it's basically built around kids. So uh, young kids get more luck than older kids. So a ten-year-old kid would get a lot extra, a lot of extra luck. But a fifteen-year-old, yeah, he gets one point of luck. That's how the rules set up. But it's still, it's also a system that we didn't mention this um, is not lethal at all for kids, and we should at, should mention that, should discuss this. How lethal do we want this? Do you want this to be, you know, all pillowcase, all airbags, and pillowcases, and and fluffy clouds, or kids can get hurt? Yeah, and dead.
2: I would say, no matter how many precautions you take, anything can happen.
3: Yeah. Okay. What I would do for my Pat, you know, and Josie knows this. I use the massive damage rule, where if you take your Damage in one attack equal to your con score, you make that DC 15 fort save, and you dropped a negative one if you fail it, and it's a plus one to the DC for every five over. I would get rid of that. I would use the massive damage rule from D&D and Pathfinder, where if you take 50 points or more in one attack, then you—I would—yeah, I would definitely tone down the lethality of the campaign. Yeah. Because it's teenagers, preteens and teenagers out there. Yeah, there's going to be combat once in a while—
2: but usually there's precautions taken that you know, the kids wouldn't get into that much trouble.
1: Yeah. If I, was, if I was running this, I probably would use fate. And therefore, you know, you would get a, a kid could can take a minus six uh, consequence, which means, yeah, okay, right, yeah. he may be laid up for a while. Or, worse yet, he's lost the trust of his chaperone. His chaperone no longer trusts him. And that's a ma- That would be a major consequence because every time he wants to do something, now he has to get around the fact that his 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 chaperone, the person he, who should be trusting him, doesn't trust him one bit, and will always do something to, to foil his uh, foil his adventures and so forth. And savage and fate fate is pretty well good at keeping things non lethal that way. And uh, you can definitely give them consequences, and, and you also can give them like a moderate consequence that you're in the hospital for a week. hmm Yeah, and and that's a moderate consequence that could be gotten rid of in like one or two sessions. So uh, you're you're out of the hospital, but you got a cast. Oh, great, yeah. I got a cast. Yeah. So uh, I I I pretty much said to myself, you death is only if everyone agrees to it. If not, you're just, you're just badly hurt and it'll take a while for you to heal up.
3: Soften the combat rules a little. Like I said, I would remove the massive damage threshold that I picked up from D20 Modern. I would just replace it with the massive damage from D&D. Where if something happens, yeah, you are going to, your characters will end up in the hospital for a couple of weeks recuperating.
1: That or if there's dock boxes available plugged into a dock box for for a couple days.
3: Yeah, I mean, just something that. Yeah. But it would it would alter the campaign when they realize that holy crap, we can die out here. It would alter the campaign where it wouldn't be quite so freewheeling and fun. Yeah, you'd have your fun moments, and I would also put as the date you would ramp up the danger. Mm-hmm. 10 you know 10 11 12 13 no 14 and 15 you might have a couple of them shaves where these kids start realizing
1: the it's real out can there a folks wonderful
3: place and they can be a dangerous place
1: yeah like i said it's real out there folks and that's when they start realizing it realizing that yeah i mean that's what i like about tales from the loop kids can't kids can't die they just they just get they get tired and they need need time to recover. Uh, so it's this built into that game that you can't kill the kids.
3: Kind of reminds me of the old, um, well, the two games are probably very close teenagers from outer space and ninja high school.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, but it also, I would we're not going. To, I'm, I know as much. Bruce doesn't like it, but uh, I will not dictate to a GM. If a GM wants to actually, you know, talk to his table and find out at what level they want, and they say, "Oh well, yeah, we can die," that's entirely up to the table. Uh, they can, you know, at that point.
2: Yeah. Either way, if yeah.
1: you
2: if you have any sort of any sort of danger level like that. It's gonna alter the flow of the campaign when that when it comes up. Yeah, because it, it, even it, it could be, it it could be an accident that causes it the first time, and they start realizing, oh, this could get bad.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I would probably lean toward fate, which is more storytelling, and therefore they have better chances of. You know, hey, they still succeed, but they also have a cost. Maybe the cost yeah. is, you know, they just destroyed the vehicle, but they made it, but now they're stuck someplace else.
2: Any lending yeah. you can walk away from.
1: Yeah. Yep. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, with fate, I would look between the Tales from the Loop and fate, both of them are fairly forgiving and really. Yeah, unless unless the, unless the person playing the character is really tired of the character and wants them, and wants them, wants to off them, uh, you know, there's nothing stopping them from taking a dive off the edge of the fringe path. Yeah, oh yeah, we don't want Tasha Yard death. That's a reference some people won't get. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's where you really need to work. You know, work with the, the, your table, with, with your players. If you are using, if you are playing with kids. And I've actually, and I played with the kids. And Bruce, you played with the kids, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just had a nice experience at a convention not too long ago where I was running I'm running one of my games. I'm not going to tout them, but I ran one of my games, which the player characters are in fact this age range, ten, you know, twelve to fifteen years old. And at my table were three kids. 12 to 15 years old uh so we had a you know, had a great time and yeah the kids the, the kids were the were the danger magnets because they kept trying to get in trouble uh, <laughs> did my best and we we yeah it worked out you know it worked out and they everyone had fun uh i i think i shared a picture on facebook of, of, of the kids they had a great time but yeah I mean, you know when you, if you're playing with kids now you understand we're talking about campaign the gm maybe may not be any much older than the kids they're playing at the table you know hey we all started that way i started that way i was yeah. 16 when i started playing role-playing games. 17 thereabouts playing dnd so you're you're talking about some kid you know we we may need to address the fact that the gm may not be well savvy enough to know how to deal with this so yeah, so work with the kids. Um, hey, don't be afraid to ask an adult. Hey, don't be afraid to ask us. We, we can give yeah. you some, some, uh, some pointers on that. You know, we've all dealt with people who looked at the character and get, I'm sick and tired of this character. You know, for whatever reason, I've had characters I basically don't play anymore because I'm sick and tired of them.
2: <coughs> I, <You know. laughs> um, yeah, I know the feeling. Well, yeah,
3: we're dealing with that in the Saturday game, uh, Col- Josie's mother, Colleen, yeah, the
1: character she played.
2: I'm, I'm kind of same way. I'm kind of eh, about it, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, I also have some characters... It's I've just
2: been... Just... mm mm-hmm. it, It's not that drastic. It's just eh. Well, yeah.
3: there are times that that would just be you need a shot in the arm for the character to revitalize it. That's what we're talking about that if a... <laughs> If a kid is bored with the character idea, give him something to give it a a good shot in the arm and it will breathe new life into playing the character again.
1: Yeah. Um, Is this character that one who's building that sword or is this a different character? I remember you were talking about the the, the one character who had to build that special sword. Different character?
3: Yeah, very. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: (laughs) Way back when we were talking where she, where, where, where Josie's character had to learn how to artifice.
3: Oh no no no! Oh, this no, is, this
2: that, that that character's waiting for us to come back to it. Yeah, ah.
1: yeah. And I mean,
2: I don't believe that particular thing is. No, we did finish that finally. Yeah, yeah. I do have that weapon done. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but because that with.
3: Yeah, yeah. Just give the usually it's the the job of the GM to try to find a way. If, if a player's getting bored with a character, it's like, well, let's try this storyline. Let's try mm-hmm. this. Or maybe we'll bring in this aspect of the character or maybe even retcon something in to give a shot in the arm to this character to give it a boost to where you want to make it fresh and exciting again. It's just like how we've said all along about Fringeworthy. If your char- if your campaign's getting a little down, a little boring, throw a fringe portal into it and it just opens up all new avenues for these characters that have only been in one genre to all of a sudden, oh, we're in fantasy and all of a sudden now we can go to a post-apocalyptic world or to a future world or a modern world.
1: Yeah, of course, we've already thrown the French for the portal in, so uh, maybe a case of same old, same old. We're going, to Brit- we're going to British Empire Earth again. We're going to Pax Romana again.
3: Well, I mean, you can still <laughs> always breathe a new idea into the world. Let's yeah. say you're in Pax Romana world and you're dealing mm-hmm. with barbarians at the gate. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say these kids are in a situation where they may not be involved in combat, but let's say they got to sit there and make stealth rolls and all that to avoid being spotted by roving barbarians who have broken through the walls. Yeah, That's a lot of tense role-playing there because these kids know they're going to be Spending hero points and spending Bennies and doing other edges for fate to make sure they don't get caught by these barbarians while they're on Pax Romana world. yep, so that yeah, could yeah. be a shot in the arm where these kids have to learn to survive together in order to get to safety and they're not in combat because they're they're, they're not trained for it. Mm-hmm. These roving barbarians, one of them could you know turn all of them into salsa. so what they what are you doing in mm-hmm. this adventure? you're using diplomacy you're using stealth you're using tactics these kids are learning how to get out of a tight situation without using villains Mm -hmm. and that that's a good way to you know oh we have to go to pack to pax romana oh we had to use you know we had to go through legionnaire training and now we just found out that you know hannibal came over the mountains Mm -hmm. with the elephants oh crap
1: yeah. Or something along that line, yeah. yeah right. or, I
3: just threw that out there as you know. The, yeah,
1: or uh, you dealing with dealing de- de- one of the three different Judean terrorist groups that, are, 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 that populate there in Judea and in portions of the of the of the Imperium, and they love to you know use gunpowder to blow things up.
3: Well, also, dealing- would this be would this be the Judean <laughs> People's Front, the Liberation Front of Judea?
1: <laughs> splitter <laughs> well there's there's the i remember I, I talked about i remember i talked when, when i talked about this and we talked about pax romana there's the uh, there's the, the 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 group that wants to work work with the romans in making uh, judea a anonymous state okay. there's the group that's also in judea who basically well let's kill romans and then there's the ones who are out and about in the empire who basically will want to screw Romans, and screw Romans, kill Romans, and overthrow the empire. Dude, Hopefully, you're was, di-
3: dude. That was dark. I was just trying to make a Life of Brian joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Life of Brian is a wonderful, wonderful movie. Let your children watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the scene where they're talking about being 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 uh, individuals. <laughs> Were we talking about Bass and and watching old men? Anyway, uh, <laughs> anywho, but yeah, I, from my point of view, when you're running into characters, uh, it's it's learning. If you're a new GM, learn to people watch. Watch your players. If yeah. If someone is not looking like they're enjoying themselves, immediately ask, the char- ask them what their character is doing. Don't tell them what their character is doing. Ask them what their character is doing. Nothing. Absolutely true. he's doing. Nothing? Yeah. But where are you? Want to with them? Are you, are you with, with them? And start doing the ask questions. Don't tell them what they're doing. Ask them what they're doing. And pretty soon, you'll get them involved because they're answering their own questions about where they are and what they're doing and what trouble they're getting into. And suddenly, they may not be getting all that down on their character at that point. They may start realizing, I can do these things in the background. Everyone else is busy over there, busy you know, learning to dance. I don't want to dance. I'm going to be learning how to break into the Tower of London and get some jewels.
3: <laughs> but I don't want to get married. I just want to sing.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that is a common trait. If you're starting out GM, ask questions. Yeah. Don't tell, ask, you know, yes, you may have some ideas in the back of your head. You know, yes, they're good. Cause you remember you're here to play too. You know, you know, there are no, there <laughs> technically there, there are, everyone's a player just you as a gm have a bit more control of what's going on but you're a player too and you get have to enjoy yourself as well
3: it is collaborative storytelling which means it is a team effort to make this wonderful epic of these characters that live and grow and some die and new characters come in it is a group project
1: yeah and, and if someone makes up a, a fact about, say, uh, London that isn't quite doesn't quite jive, don't worry about it. You know, it, it's we're talking we're we're talking Victor- we're talking at, at this point Edwardian London in the steampunk universe with weird science. That fact may actually work just fine. It is came up with off you know, off the out, out, you know out of the blue, you know it is came up, you know so go with it. Don't you know don't correct them sometimes sometimes you have to, but for the most part, it's not no, it's yes, but that's a great little improv term that you should learn. Yes, you can do this, but here's what also happens.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Explain that there are going to be consequences to your actions. Are you sure you want to do this?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah, there's plenty of adventures out there. You can have your characters on. I mean, um, Look at all the various, uh, this is an actual industry. There's an industry of young adult novels, kids out there getting in trouble, um, playing anime, good good lord, playing anime uh, about uh, teenage kids getting in trouble. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, and and, and if you look at Pokemon specifically, Hmm. he's 10 when that starts. He's still 10. And. there's all kinds of theories on why that is,
1: but. He's a Meller. If you oh, jeez.
2: Oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> that right I, in the yeah. childhood,
3: huh, Josie? Right in the childhood.
2: <laughs> I can't unsee that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but if you look at how it actually starts. The <laughs> want to about a kid getting himself in trouble. And. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and dealing with danger on a regular basis I mean, po- well, Pokemon are not to be t- trifled with No I mean, but he's faced
2: what, what happens The second they meet Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah Zot
1: Yeah Oh, <laughs> well, heck, he's, he's faced down uh, with uh, the Space Pokemon or something like that? I've got uh, I don't know the movie's
2: yeah, but I'm, I'm saying, first episode, yep, hammers home the dangers of Pokemon right there. Yeah, <laughs>
1: for Zap. <laughs> but yeah, there's plenty of things you can do. You, you can you, there's plenty of adventures out there. I'm also thinking of Little Witch Academia, the series, uh, which is about kids with special powers and learning how to use them. You know, and all the trouble they get into, because, well, they do magic, and one of them's not very good at doing magic. <laughs> well,
2: Animorphs is a bunch of kids that get special powers through alien technology.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and, and learning yeah. how to deal with that.
2: And learning right. how to deal with that and hide it. <laughs> yep.
1: But, yeah, there's plenty of plenty of source material out there. Heck, even like the first season, first, first season or second season of Dragon Ball is about oh. a little kid learning how to use his powers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't get
2: into that at all? Yeah,
1: Just yeah. no. I only got the the first two episodes and went, "What the?" And that was it for I, me. That's it for Dragon Ball. <laughs>
2: yeah, I maybe saw half an episode. I didn't even make it through a full episode.
1: Didn't help that Harmony Gold cut the heck out of it. I. I, Don't get
3: me started on Harmony Gold. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's it's more like. What is this? I can't even. I'm going to watch something else.
3: I I literally can't even. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. More colorful, but yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So. So should we uh should I put the bow on it? Yeah, I think so. All yeah,
2: right. I, I think we've thoroughly killed it. Yep. We've killed quite okay. a few things tonight. I it's don't det- see one of them.
1: It's in detention right now. Okay. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. So 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 you can have many adventures where you're with, with the young fringe worthy going to different worlds, um, seeking out new cultures, new civilizations, boldly going where no kids ever gone before <laughs> and have fun doing it. Uh, understand that, you know, pick your, pick your danger level, mm. understand that some, some groups may actually be fine with, well, with, the. Uh, Serious injury and other things. And other groups may want to be a little bit more hands-off on that stuff. More more slice-of-life type role-playing, which is just fine. But, you know, pick your own path. That's, that's the best way of doing this. And until next time. This is Bruce Sheffer
0: saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a
3: reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun.